This podcast is so close to my heart and what I share, I'm really passionate about. And I feel like so many people need to hear what I'm sharing. And I'm really grateful for your support, whether you've been listening since the very beginning of the podcast back in February last year, when it was called How to Change Your Life, or whether this is your first episode, welcome and thank you for choosing me. If you've listened to more than one episode and you've loved it and you're listening on Apple Podcasts right now, would you do me a favor and scroll down to where it says reviews and add one in? Before you hit submit, screenshot it and send it to me over on Instagram at I am Jenna Holloway. And when I get that review, I will enter you into a giveaway. And if you want to have more than one entry into this giveaway, then also share the episode that you're listening to, to your stories and tag me. This competition is going to be running for three weeks. So you have up to four chances to be entered into this giveaway. And one lucky winner will win a 90-minute alignment coaching and hypnotherapy session with me. Business owner or not, it doesn't matter. Alignment coaching works for any area of your life. And I will also be giving away two 30-minute coaching sessions as well. So get reviewing, get sharing. Thank you so much. And let's get into the episode for today. Welcome to season two of the Bigger Than You podcast, your go-to weekly podcast that blends energetics and mindset to help you do whatever it takes to bring your vision to life whilst having fun on the way. I'm Jenna Holloway, your host and multi-award winning intuitive hypnotherapist and mindset coach. My purpose is to help mission-led business owners and visionaries who want to inspire change by leading the way in a space that otherwise may feel unnerving and too difficult. This is Bigger Than You. Thank you so much for joining me again. And if you've been on the podcast for a while, you may recognize this voice that is coming on. Cleo is back. She Last time, actually, Cleo was on the podcast as a client of mine, discussing the work and sharing about sort of her transformation working with me. But today, Cleo is on the podcast as a guest in her own right. And I'm so excited to talk with her and share her with you because her message and everything that she shares is very, very much aligned with the message and all the things that I share on this podcast. So without further ado, welcome Cleo. Hello Jenna, so nice to be back. (laughs) So first of all, let me just share who Cleo is, what she does. So Cleo helps business owners and leaders with their body image, confidence and relationship with food, movement and sleep. And all of these things, as we know, directly impact our energy and our ability to show up in our business. And energy is our most important asset. I absolutely agree. So Cleo takes an intuitive and weight neutral approach to well-being. And in sort of layman terms, that means no diets, weight loss goals or restrictive plans are anywhere in sight. So thank you for joining us, Cleo. And first of all, quick catch up. What has been going on since you were on the podcast last? I don't even know when that was. Do you know by any chance? I think it was about September 2022, so just at the end of summer last year, because that's when we stopped working together and kind of when all the information and stuff we'd been doing together was integrating as well. So I've always worked with women in the space of overcoming emotional eating and binging and working on their body image, kind of taking that holistic approach with health. But I kind of have done a pivot towards business owners and leaders because I've just been naturally intuitively drawn to those types of people and it just so happened 
that when I kind of made this pivot or kind of focused my attention onto these people that I just naturally started attracting them (laughs) in the first place, which is kind of how it happened. So it was very much an intuitive decision that happened quite naturally over the six months. And then at the beginning of this year was when I decided, right, I really do want to focus on this area. And I think being a business owner myself, I can just relate so, so, so much to the things people struggle with and understanding, you know, the challenges on top of health struggles combined with trying to run a business and show up. So it felt very aligned. Yeah, it's such an amazing niche to be in because, I mean, if you've listened to the podcast much, I'm sure you'll have heard me say at some point that you can't compartmentalize energy and you can't be in alignment in your business if something is misaligned in your personal life. And if there's work to be done, if there's sort of inner work and healing to be done on your relationship with food, if you don't do that, that is massively going to be impacting what what your business is like because you can't compartmentalize the energy, right? Yeah, and we so often put things in boxes, don't we? We're like, this is the health and well-being stuff. I'll get to that later. And people often postpone it when they're owning a business as well because they think, well, I'll do the business stuff, I'll grow that. Then I'll start to give myself some prioritized time. And I'll start to look at my relationship with food and how that might be affecting my energy. Whereas actually, the two things can happen simultaneously. And in fact, they're going to complement each other so greatly as well. Yeah, exactly. And if, you, if you're if you delaying, let's say if you are saying, I'm going to focus on my business and I'm going to get the strategy right. And when this happens, then I will invest in myself. That is just an energy of delay. And it, it just means that you're going to get more of that back. So yes, it's the message I always say. Like, it's not what you're doing, it's the energy underneath. And if you are delaying something by telling yourself a story that when this happens, then I will, no, you're worthy now and actually investing in your your own healing, your personal healing, the stuff that's going to improve your mental well-being is going to give you a return on investment in your business massively, isn't it? Massively, massively. And energy is like the key word to all of this, right? It's the energy that we physically have in our body if we're not looking after ourselves. So lots of clients I work with struggle with emotional eating. They struggle with not prioritizing actually eating during the day. And then that leads to the late night snacking and things like that. And there's nothing wrong with those things, but it's then leading into them experiencing lots of guilt and shame. And not only is that habit around food draining their energy, but the thoughts about food, like every person I've talked to says how much you know, mental space they have after they just clear out all of that stuff to do with food, right, that's in there. So it definitely just has a direct impact on everything, our physical energy, but also the energy in which we show up in our business. Like people are going to feel from us when we show up that we're drained, we can't be bothered, we've not really got like that drive and that motivation. Like as business owners, we've got a billion ideas spinning around in our mind and just to even have the energy to focus as well is is a huge thing Mm, absolutely what would you say is the I mean how does if you've got an issue with your relationship with food maybe there's people listening that don't really see themselves as needing your work but what are the kind of telltale signs that somebody may be experiencing that tells them that they need to work on this and this would be having an issue would be causing an issue in their business Yes, this is such a good question because sometimes we don't realize when until we take a step back and we have a look at actually what am I doing? Sometimes we've been doing this pattern 
for so long, especially if someone is listening who has maybe been on diet several times in their life. Maybe it's someone who is just, you know, thinking a lot about food. Like food should just be something that fuels us, nourishes us, and we enjoy. And it shouldn't be taking up more than a small percentage, like 2% of your day, really. And that's just a process of eating, enjoying it, moving on. And a lot of people that I speak to and that do struggle with food, they're thinking about it a lot. So it's like worrying about what to eat, when to eat, how much to eat. They might be also feeling as though they need to track or restrict the amount of food that they're eating. And if you are, I was talking to some business owners the other day in a masterclass, and I was saying like, if you're restricting it, your food intake, if you're restricting yourself in that way, you're also going to be restricting yourself and your business as well. Mm. Like it's a mirror. Everything is the same. How you do one thing is how you do everything, right? So restricting in some way shows to me that there is obviously some sort of pattern you're thinking that might be disordered is the word, but it might just be making you think about food in the wrong way. That's not actually supportive and energizing for you. So the way you think about food and how much space it takes up in your mind and people who are listening might be thinking, hmm, this is an interesting approach because I thought that in some way I'd have to restrict myself to stay in control, right? And control is a really interesting thing in this area that I work in because often we think we need to tightly control the amount we're eating to be healthy, be a stabilized weight, but actually that's the opposite. The more we try to control, the more out of control we feel. So just an example of this is maybe someone who doesn't allow themselves to have chocolate in the house or they can't have biscuits in the cupboard because when they're there, they eat them all. And this happens on like a cycle. So if you're someone who can't be around certain foods because you feel out of control around them, the paradox is that you're probably trying to control yourself too much. And when you actually expose yourself to biscuits, eat them slowly, enjoy them, like there's a whole shift that has to happen subconsciously in your mind to allow that to happen too. But then you will be able to be around all food and it'd be easy. So one of the things is that feeling of control. And again, this relates to your business. <laughs> if we try to control every outcome and every goal and every client and every result, then it doesn't work out. Like I know that from being a business owner, I'm sure you know that. I know you talk about it all the time, <laughs> but it's like, it, we just have to release that control. The same applies with your body and the same applies with food. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there was no such thing as diets and calorie counting and all these things hundreds of years ago it's just it's insane we were able to intuitively eat then so we should do now but yeah like where does this come from like I think it's probably well I don't know I'd I'd be interested in what you say but it's like messages that we heard growing up from parents but also or people around us but also the media's got a lot of responsibility to this and how it always portrays that we're never good enough so we spend more right Yeah, absolutely. It comes from a whole load of things. I mean, we live in a culture and a society that celebrates thinner bodies, right? So we're told that if we're not fitting into that mold, then we need to do something to change that. But a lot of the time doing those things has a much more negative impact than just living life the way that you are, right? Mm -hmm. We get stuck in this cycle. And it's, I always say to people, actually, and something that I don't hear other people in this space talk about is like the fact that you can be annoyed and you can be pissed off and you can be angry at the fact that 
the world that we are in has basically tricked us into having this disordered relationship with food. And it's so unfair because actually we were born without any of these beliefs, without any, we used to eat intuitively, toddlers eat intuitively, you can see that when you witness their behaviour, but it's just all the things that have contributed. So you're right, parents and caregivers, almost everyone I speak to, unfortunately, their mum was a dieter or a parent they lived with was. They weren't doing it on purpose, they were just trying to do their best, right? And that's one of the things I always say. But another thing is the media, the messages, social media can be a really amazing place, but a place that you can get caught in. So the thing we always do when I first work with a client is we do a lot of unlearning and undoing. So we have to say to ourselves, I call it the diet culture detective. (laughs) So have a bit of fun with it. And we will spot all of these rules around food that have come from somewhere. It doesn't really matter where they've come from. But for example, I know that people listening to will be able to relate to this one, is you've got to finish everything on your plate. Yeah. like that is probably the biggest rule because parents just think well you know they've got to have the fuel the feeling behind it like the reason I've said that is a positive thing they're just trying to do their best but actually what that leads to is people ignoring their own cues yeah. so you ignore your fullness cues you just eat and eat and eat and especially if you go out to restaurants and you don't have that I can just stop now you're going to overeat because the portion sizes are larger yeah. so it's like Yeah, it all comes from these little moments in time that we've been fed this information. And if someone's been on a diet, that's even stronger information. Something that's come to my mind. I was speaking to a client yesterday and she was saying, so she used to do, I think it's Weight Watchers where you have the point system, which is completely messed up in my opinion. But these points, right, they add up through the week. And then if you've got points left over, you can have them at the weekend. But on a Sunday night, all of those points are wiped off. It's like, mm. what on earth? Where on earth does this rule come from? And actually, that led her to have this idea in her mind that time was in like these chunks. So mm. if she ate badly today, badly in quotation marks, she can't eat badly. You can just eat certain foods. It would reset for the next day. And she mm. only realized that from like really exploring that with me and coaching with me. She was like, oh my God, I've been believing this like idea of how my body works, which isn't true. Yeah. It's so good. Like what you're saying just is about personal development in general, isn't it? Because when you spot is that whole unlearning thing is is literally personal development in a nutshell. All the things that you can unlearn that aren't for your highest good, do it as fast as you can, because then you will be your most peaceful, happy, joyful, content, accepting, loving, kind, best version of yourself. When you unlearn all the shit that you weren't supposed to pick up, but you picked up because you didn't have an understanding that you have now or, or whatever so it's just we have all these subconscious beliefs in the subconscious mind when we look closely when we just sort of zoom out a little bit and just observe with grace and kindness you can turn the light on it's literally like turning the light on and you're bringing something that was unconscious into the conscious you're suddenly aware of it and you're like whoa that makes no sense whatsoever and there there lies the power you turn the light on you can clear it out but without being aware of it you're just unconsciously living by these rules that absolutely suck and are so damaging and that you know that goes for so much it's just you know personal development 101 isn't it but yeah and it's also understandable like to contextualize that thing where you know we've been told in the previous generations eat up eat up well you know 
post-war, where there was rations and stuff, it makes sense, doesn't it? That they want you to eat up because you don't know where your next meal is coming from. But we're so blessed now with so much food that we just don't need to be saying those kind of things to our kids. And it's so much healthier to teach them to intuitively eat so that these problems hopefully will not be a thing in the future. It's so powerful as well. Most women I speak to are mothers. There's some who aren't, but most of them are. And then just to have that power to then pass that on to their kids as well. Like they, even if their kids are like, you know, four or five years old or even older than that, they can still impact the rest of their lives. So they don't go down the same path that they have. And I think that's a really big motivator as well. Like it's about you. It's about your business. But it's also about the people around you that are going to be impacted by this. So I totally resonate with that. And I think it's it's amazing to have that bigger picture view as well. Because sometimes we think, you know, is it selfish to invest in myself? Absolutely not. Like, in fact, it's the most selfless thing you can ever do because people around you are going to be like, oh, like our energies are passed on, aren't they, from the people we spend the most time with. So it's it's amazing what happens. Yeah, I'm sure you probably get this as well as a coach, but like when you work with somebody, they invest in themselves to work with you and they have this, you know, absolutely game-changing transformation and then they report back like other people. Well, number one, other people are noticing, but number two, like, the energy or the atmosphere in the family household changes too because when you're in a better place it's just like your relationships change don't they you can hold space you can hold so much more space because you're not in survival mode anymore you can be the best version of yourself and of course that's going to uplift others and be such a game changer not just for your business for so much for your whole life mm, absolutely and it just brings me on to the body image part of it as well i was just thinking about because the two things have to kind of be worked on or build awareness around at the same time because often they coexist. And one of the things that I see is that low body confidence is paired with the low self-esteem and that really impacts our relationships with people around us and that, again, really impacts our business. It makes us afraid of like showing up on camera if we're a social media coach or a mentor or a therapist and that kind of thing. And it just stops us from being like, even taking those bold actions that are going to be the ones that make your business successful. So again, it's just this whole part of this work that is, it's not easy. I know we always say in our work, like it's not the easy route. The easy route would just be continuing the way that you're doing things now, but actually building that awareness and breaking through that barrier of body image struggles and health struggles and and food on the next level of that once you break through that is just so much abundance of energy abundance of love for yourself of love for the the people around you and then that filters in to your work as well Mm, yeah so so good what's your favorite thing about what you do oh that's a big question isn't it I think my favorite moments are when I'm working with somebody whether it's in a group setting or whether it's one-to-one And they just have that moment where they're like, oh, my God, this makes so much sense. Like I said to someone the other day, oh, no, they said it to me, actually. My client was like, my brain was so scrambled before I started talking to you. And you've just unscrambled it for me. And it makes total sense. They have that breakthrough light bulb moment where they're like, now I realize why this is happening. For example, that client who was talking about the chunks of time and relating it back to Weight Watchers and where that came from, she realized that was really the reason why she was binging late at night because she had this like 
mentality that she was going to start again on the, the next day because it was yeah. a fresh slate. She was like, oh my God, this is huge for me. And it's just those moments, I think, that is what lights me up. Yeah, so good. I, I just, I can't believe Weight Watchers and, and those kind of programs still exist. Like, it's just so obvious how, well, well, it's so obvious to me and to you how damaging it is. Like, oh, it's just so like annoying, isn't it? Why do this kind of shitty programs exist? They're just so damaging. Anyway, we're not here to, uh, to, to talk about that. Cleo, next question for you. If somebody's listening and the penny is dropping and they're kind of aware, but now they're ready to kind of look this thing in the face, what would you say to somebody like right at the start of their journey, if they're ready to, you know, to sort this relationship with food and body image out, what would be the first thing that you would say to them? Hmm, That's a good question because, again, I've mentioned it already today, but the unlearning part has to come first. We have to be aware of what's actually going on. So you can maybe listening to us today, you're thinking, oh, I recognize myself in some of those. There's probably other areas too that are holding you back that you're restricting in or maybe you're trying to control too much. So it's just about for the first few days, thinking to yourself, like, what are the rules I'm following? I call them food rules. So what are these rules around food that I'm following? And it can be things like, I only buy low fat or low sugar options, or I only put a dash of oil when I'm cooking vegetables in the pan and things like that. It's like these small little moments. So we first have to build awareness around what are you currently believing in? Because again, as we always say in our work, you can't change something you don't know is happening. So just having these first few moments of like, oh, this sounds familiar, like go with that and build up this kind of like image of what actually is going on right now. And that's when you can start to challenge those rules. Like, is this true or is this something I've just borrowed from somebody else along the way? And then can I let it go? So another thing I would say is that there is a belief across Western society that being in a larger body is a bad thing for your health mainly, but also in the state of like being attractive, being sexy, that type of thing. So what I would say to people is they need to change their beliefs around this. So they need to go away, have a look at their own research. And this is something that I can suggest to like a few options for people to look at. I mean, I post about it on Instagram all the time, gathering research for this kind of thing. But it's really hard to break through that barrier of believing because you might have this like, I want to accept my body and I want to eat what I want at the time I want and I want to listen there'll be a voice in the back of their head going hmm but is that good for your health is that really the right thing to do so we first have to address that by going out and the reason I say do your own research (laughs) is because it's such a big belief that has to shift no one no particular person can sit in front of you and talk you through this I say to people Go away and read some of the books, read some of the articles that are going to start to shift your belief around that. So I guess the main thing is gather evidence, right? It's build awareness and gather evidence. You're ready to make this shift in belief because it's very hard to move forward when you've still got that voice in the back of your head. Mm. And that advice is just so empowering. Like even just listening, imagine somebody noticing all these rules, just it's just so empowering to be like, wow, this is what's happening right now. I can do something about it. And that just that decision and that moment, that energy will just shift, doesn't it? It's just like, you're no longer going to give your way, your power away to all these bullshit rules. You realize that they're there and you're no longer going to accept them. Like that is just so empowering and just 
yeah, I feel like almost emotional for all those people who are going to be listening and having this awareness of, okay, you know, obviously if, if it relates and resonates with them, but having this ability and just choice and power now to be like, right, okay, it stops here. I have the power to change. So yeah, so cool. Such an important message as well. Cleo, is there anything else that is left on your heart to say for the listeners, do you think? Mm, I would say that one of the biggest messages I want to share with people is how deserving they are of feeling at peace and calm with their body size, but also with food. Like it's it's our birthright and it's something that has been taken away from us, from people who we thought were doing the best. I'm not sure the diets that like Weight Watchers think they're doing their best, to be honest, anymore. <laughs> but give yourself space to be angry at the fact that maybe this is the first time you've realized that this is impacting you so much and you can now see that it might be impacting your business as well. Give yourself space to be angry about it, but then also be empowered. Like we were just saying, like you have, that I remember now what I was going to say. I was going to say earlier that my clients, when they come to my sessions and they're like, oh my gosh, oh, you know, I've spotted another rule about food I've been following. I've spotted this the belief. I'm like, great. That's so good. I'm so happy and excited because if you hadn't have spotted this, then we couldn't have moved forward. We can't do anything about it. So actually let's celebrate it and think, great, let's be on the lookout for other things that are holding me back. And having that positive kind of like light energy towards it is also really, really important because this topic in particular, if it's something you've struggled with for a long time, if it's something that you feel is just taking so much of your energy, it can feel like a really heavy topic to talk about to experience to move through whereas I feel like in my work I try to bring a bit of humor a bit of fun a bit of light energy to it as well to just be like okay we're starting from scratch let's go (laughs) let's strip it all back and just have some compassion towards yourself as well that's so good and so so important that yeah working with you just feels like it would be so empowering and yeah I can't remember exactly the first thing you were saying but something about it's our birthright to be calm around food and to live calmly. And that's the name of your podcast, isn't it? Live Calm with Cleo. Yeah, so live calm with Cleo because it's not just about food. I say it a million times and my clients, like when we start working together, it's like the beginning has to be about food. We have to do the education and the unlearning and the reprogramming of the mind around food. But then we realize that it's not about that at all. And actually that it might be a worthiness problem. It might be perfectionism. You might not be feeling good enough in yourself and all of this stuff. So then we go deeper into that subconscious stuff and really get clear on it. And this is why it will help you in your business as well. Almost every person I've ever spoken to has perfectionist traits, type A, slightly controlling in some ways. And that's just how their relationship with food has happened as well. And they're showing up like that in their business. So when we can let go of the perfectionism, and we release procrastination, we release the need for everything to be perfect, to feel safe and calm. And the same thing happens with food. It's really cool. Like it's not, it's not about food. Yeah, so good. So, so good. And so in line with the work that I do too. It's such an important message. And I'm so glad that you were here to share that with, with the listeners. Where can people find you and um, next steps? Yeah, for sure. So the two places that hang out most, Instagram being one, And my name is Cleo Faith Coaching. 
Faith is my middle name, by the way. Um, and on LinkedIn, my name is Cleo Oldham, spelt like Oldham. <laughs> so you know this. Oldham. <laughs> my, my email address is Cleo F Oldham. And then so people say, are you Cleo Foldham? I'm like, no. <laughs> That's how you find me. And the next step's really to find out more about what I do. You can have a look at my posts, but also send me a message with the word energy to find out more about how to work with me as well. Yeah, amazing. We'll pop all of those links and things into the show notes. Thank you so much for listening, everybody. And I believe when this episode goes out, we will still be in the little window of the giveaway. So if you haven't done it yet and you are an Apple user, if you want to be in in with a chance of winning a coaching session with me, then write a five-star review, please. It can be short and sweet. It can be a little bit longer. It really doesn't matter. But just write that review take a screenshot, send it to me over on Instagram or email, and then you will be in with a chance to win that free coaching session. And if you want another entry, share the episode and tag me and I will reshare it on stories and you'll get another entry too. So I am looking forward to seeing all of your reviews. Thank you so much. They matter so, so much. So if you do enjoy listening to any podcast, just know that your podcast hosts massively value them. Thank you so much and have a great week. See you next week. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Bigger Than You podcast. If you found it valuable, please forward it to others who you think might benefit from listening and be sure to subscribe to get the new episodes when they release. And if you're listening on iTunes, please leave a rating or a review as it really helps the show to grow. You can find me on LinkedIn, Jenna Holloway, or on TikTok and Instagram. And my handle is at I am Jenna Holloway. And you can find links to whatever we cover in the show notes. Thank you for listening and see you next time. Thank you.